Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Jennifer Bennett, partner at KBF Search. Jennifer, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for joining me on the podcast uh, today. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background because it's very compelling and then why you decided to found KBF Search. Sure. So I have spent uh, the first 20 years of my professional career uh, recruiting inside law firms, mostly Amlaw 100 firms, but one smaller firm as well. Um, I'm not a lawyer myself. I I moved out to California from the East Coast um, with the intention of working as a paralegal for a couple of years and going to law school and didn't quite work out that way. But um, what did happen is I, I ended up having, you know, 20 pretty fun years working in inside law firms, which I know sounds a little bit weird, but but I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, my most recent role, I was the director of partner recruiting for um, a firm based on the East Coast, but the role was national. So I got to fly all over the country recruiting lawyers. We opened an office in Dallas during that time, which is really fun. Um, and so I really... Um, just grew to love working with lawyers. I, they're smart, driven people and, and people that I love to work with and help. And so I really enjoyed that. Um, sometime in 2019, I kind of got to the tipping point where I found that more of my day was spent doing managerial, managing my team and being involved in firm initiatives and firm management, um, projects, which was interesting, but the part that I really loved recruiting had, really shrunk into a really small part of my day to day. And so I I just felt like I needed to think about a change. Um, and I really wanted the opportunity to work with different firms, smaller firms, be able to pick my clients and my projects, and maybe most importantly, to build a business the way that I'd seen the partners around me do for so many years. So um, fortuitously, um, My now business partner, Kelly Fiore, was a recruiter whose client I had been for years and years, and we were meeting for drinks to talk about a deal we were trying to get done and started talking about life and careers. And uh, not for the first time, she said, hey, wouldn't it be fun for us to work together? She had just gone out on her own. And, uh, you know, it, it went from there. The rest is history. And so just celebrated one year. How has your first year been? Well, I mean, how has 2020 been for all of us, right? I mean, it's been, <laughs> uh, it was very good. I've, I've never been happier. Um, you know, I, when I talk to, you know, small business owners, small firm owners, I hear a lot of what I feel, which is I wish I had done it sooner. Um, I love the freedom to, to work on the projects that I'd like to work on. I have loved uh, working with a lot of small firms this year. That's something that, you know, being inside a big firm, I didn't really get to do that kind of work. And so it's been great. And, you know, 2020 for a lot of people was a year of um, examination, right? What's important and, you know, what do I want to be doing with the bulk of my day? And so career and transition plays into that. And so I've had the opportunity to work on some really rewarding projects. Um, and I'm looking forward to now having a year under my belt. I've learned a few things and, and seeing what we can do in 2021. Yeah, 2020 was crazy. Some people uh, were thriving. A lot of people 
were really struggling just to get through the year. And, and most of us were, were, you know, somewhere in the middle. Um, so congratulations on starting your, on starting your firm and on having a successful first year, pretty much by any measure that, and within those circumstances, that's really extraordinary. So congrats on that. You mentioned that um, you would start, you're doing more work with small firms. So what is it that you enjoy about working with small firms maybe versus working with some of the larger firms? I mean, I think the first thing that comes to mind is the impact you can have when you help a small firm really find a great hire. Um, The very first placement that I did with my new business was for a six lawyer firm. And the partner who brought me into the project said, this hire has changed my life. She had been looking for you know, months to add somebody and just didn't know how to go about doing it and wasn't having luck. And that that's just not something you hear as often when you work with a larger organization. The impact that you can have with a single person is is just, you know, by virtue of the numbers, it's it's less. So that that is the first thing that comes to mind. Um, I also just love a build. I mean, my favorite part of any of my big firm jobs was building an office or building a practice group from the ground up. And, and there's, there's more of that to be done, I think, with small firms and really partnering with um, the owners and, and the other folks who are involved with the management in, in really digging in and, and helping them grow. So I, I find it very rewarding and, and, quite frankly, pretty fun. It's very similar to why I like to work with small firms, too, because we can really move the needle. And when we do, it has a big, big impact, doesn't it? Sure does, Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. One of the one of the things I want to get uh, out of the way up front right away, I've heard from attorneys that recruiters are too expensive for small law firms. I hear that all the time. But you've worked with a lot of small firms. So how do you respond to that? That's that's a great question. And I hear it too. And I heard it when I was in big firms too. So I mean it's it's <laughs> it's out there. It's it's a common complaint. Um so yeah, I'm happy to address that. Um, when I talk to small firms and we're talking about the possibility of working together, there's kind of three things that that I use to respond to that that line of query or that that comment. Um, I think ultimately it comes down to time allocation. I know myself as a small business owner, there's so many things to do and only so many hours in the day. And so I'm always asking myself what's the highest and best use of my time. And Frequently, that helps me figure out that there's pieces of my business that I'm I'm better off allocating financial resources to somebody who's really an expert in that area who can do it more efficiently and effectively. And so that's that's the same you know question or comment that I bring back to small firm owners is you know are you feeling like the time you're spending trying to recruit yourself is pulling you away from other parts of your practice that that are more important? And so. You know, that's where I start. Um, I think the other thing, quite honestly, some small firms do a great job of recruiting for themselves. They know who their their candidate pool is. They've got a great network. And I'm really honest with the small firms I talk to who are in that situation that I'm not sure I can add much value. So maybe it doesn't make sense for us to work together. And I think that's that's great. But far more often, what what I uncover when I talk to them is what they're doing is sort of passively recruiting, throwing up job postings or using websites where you have, you're really only getting active job seekers. You're not getting those candidates or those lawyers that are just, you know, knocking it out of the park where they are, but kind of haven't realized that there might be a better option for them. So that's where I can really come in 
and move my clients from defense to offense. And this is the same thing I said when I was inside big firms, you know, very, it's very much the way, um, even in big firms with sophisticated recruiting functions, that a lot of the partners, the way that they recruit is they they wait for the resumes to come in and there's no sort of forward proactive effort. So that's that's the other piece I talk about with small firms. Um, and finally, and I don't lead with this, but it's it's mostly true in most cases, uh, most of my engagements, is I work on contingency. So there's really no risk to a firm to start working with me and see what I can what I can bring to the table for them because they don't it doesn't cost them anything until they hire someone. Um, and so and I, and I bring a lot of value along the way um, because in the process of uncovering what they're looking for, you know, we talk about um, everything from does this hire fit with your strategic plan? Um, how are we going to pitch your firm to the market? And sometimes I can help them improve their hiring process too. So sometimes it's actually the opposite. Um, you know, firms are getting all my time and some of the expertise that I've built over the years. And and sometimes there's no placement at the end of that. So they're they're getting a lot of value for for virtually no cost. So Jennifer, one of the things you mentioned that really struck with me is when you work with small law firms, you help them build a case for why an attorney that's already employed and is knocking it out of the park at another firm should come work for this for this law firm. And I run into this a lot when I talk to my clients about you know the war for talent and, and how they can position their small firms. What are you seeing that small firms can do, how they can position themselves to win that war for talent against some of the larger firms that are out there? Well, I think um, there's a lot of things small firms can do, but the biggest thing is it's an education process. I think lawyers who grow up in big firms, and frankly, I mean, I can say this for myself as somebody who is a creature mostly of the big firm environment, is you really don't understand when you're in a big firm that there is so much great, rewarding, profitable work to do outside of the big firm environment. Um, you sort of drink the Kool-Aid, as they say, right? You think, oh, I can't, there's there's no better place to be, like kind of unhappy and maybe a little miserable. And I'm, I'm talking from the lawyer's perspective here because I think we all know that there's a lot of, you know, at least semi-miserable lawyers in some large firms. Um, so I think it's, a, it's an educational, um, or it's a matter of education. And this is where I can really come in and help because I it's really one of the things I enjoy doing the most is is working with a lawyer who maybe is is thinking about leaving the practice of law because they're so unhappy where they are or they've just gotten to this position where they're you know just their situation the demands on their time you know it's untenable for them um, but they don't think they have another option so they start looking in all these crazy places or assume oh the only thing I can do is go in house. Um, but no, actually, there's there's so many great options in small firms. There's all this flexibility to build your practice in a way that maybe you're not able to where you are. And so I think that's the biggest advantage small firms small firms have. I think the second is just the flexibility. Um, and I, you know, I think we've seen in 2020, um, and this is, makes me so excited for the future, that law firms have been forced by COVID to be more flexible and to work differently together. And I think the firms that really hold on to that and embrace it are going to be in a much stronger position in the war for talent. Um, and so I, I'm hopeful. Um, I know that there will be some who will kind of go back to doing business the old way, big firms and small, but I'm, I'm hopeful that with all of these options in front of us, that it's going to 
really open the door, especially for smaller firms to compete for talent where maybe they didn't feel like they could before. Jennifer, tell us about the process you go through when you're executing a search. Sure. So I am very proactive and very targeted. So I start when I work with a firm with just sitting down and really digging in, um, getting a good sense from them what the specific need they have is and how it fits into the to larger strategic plan. Um, and then I really press them for selling points on their firm. Um, I really want to be able to talk about a firm when I talk to a candidate as if I as if I work there, which in a sense I do when I'm engaged on a search and, and really get candidates excited about the opportunity. You only sometimes get one opportunity to have the conversation. So I want to make sure it's as impactful as it can be. Um, and once I have a sense of what I'm looking for, I, tra- I craft a target list of candidates um, you know, sort of utilizing the knowledge that I've gained over my years in a firm, you know, the nuances of practice areas and, and my understanding of the firm, my client's culture, and then the culture of the firms that I'm reaching out to. Um, and then and then I just, I start, I start reaching out and having conversations. Sometimes I get lucky and, you know, I'm already talking to somebody who sounds like they could be a fit or I can, I can get there a little more quickly through my network. But more often, it's really a process of, you know, putting myself in the shoes of the firm and really understanding what they're looking for and finding sometimes it's a very short list of those people, but if they're the right people, that's okay. You only, you only need one. So, um, and that's, and that's how we go. So again, being very proactive and, and really being on offense and, and encouraging my clients to not be afraid. Don't be afraid to go after people because you think you can't get them. You, you never know until you have the conversation. So that's, that's what I, what's what I try to bring to the table. So when you're going on offense, I'd love to get your thoughts on the differences in candidates that a law firm might find if uh, they work with someone like yourself and go on offense versus they use that defensive approach or reactive approach that you alluded to earlier, which is where they're posting on job boards and just looking for people that are already looking for a job. I, mean, I think the danger, um, at least from in my experience on the lawyer side is when you go the job board route, you know, you're really limited to people who are already, they're so unhappy where they are that they have, they have commenced a search or they have been told by their current employer that they, you know, need to find another, another situation or for some other reason they're feeling not secure about their current job. And, you know, that can be, there can be legitimate reasons for that. I certainly don't want to say that people who are actively job searching are not, you know, are not great candidates. That's not necessarily the case. Um, But I think you just, you run a greater risk of there being more to the story or some baggage there that, that maybe a small firm doesn't want to bring into their, to their situation. So I, um, you know, have, have always, you know, throughout my time, either inside of firms or on the side, you know, had more luck. If you, if you can really attract somebody to talk to you based on um, the power of the opportunity you're presenting to them. And if you can really get them to understand and believe that their situation can be improved by making this move, it's a much stronger position to be in as, as an employer. Yeah. And as you're listening to this podcast, just put yourselves in that situation for a minute if you're unhappy in your current firm, what are you likely to do first? Um, probably nothing, right? Just you're just gonna kind of kind of stew in that and be unhappy. Then what you might do after that is you might reach out to your colleagues, the people that you trust, and start asking them, "Hey, do you know any firms that might be looking to hire? Because I might be interested in making a move." 
If that doesn't work out, you might start to think about, okay, well, maybe it's time to start my own firm. Probably at the end of all of that is when you start to actually go on, you know, LinkedIn and Indeed and try and apply for jobs. And especially for sophisticated attorneys, that's just not, you know, not going to be a successful route to take. So I love that approach, Jennifer. I think it can drive huge value in terms of the quality of candidates, which can make a huge difference for the firm. As we're talking about, you know, recruiting, the reason I'm delighted to have you on the program today is recruiting and law firm growth go hand in hand. I'm pretty good at driving law firm growth. It's what we do at, at Law Firm Success Group. But no matter what we do on the marketing and business development side, a law firm can only grow as much as its people can allow. And very quickly, a law firm is going to get full with business and full with clients, and they're going to need to go higher. So the ability to develop a really strong hiring capability within your firm is critical and you're going to need to use a mix from for most people it's going to be a mix of some things that you source internally and some things that you source through a recruiter like Jennifer for and um, developing that capability within a firm is going to directly impact uh, the growth of the firm much more so quite frankly than marketing and business development Jennifer what advice would you give to partners who are interested in growing their law firms Sure. Well, I mean, you you answered a bit of that question for me, which is, you know, do the work before you launch a search. Don't don't go out into the market and go looking for somebody until you know what you're looking for. And, you know, if a firm has has worked with with a growth expert or has done some, you know, soul searching and strategic planning on their own, um, it's so much easier to help them find the person who's going to be the right fit for them. It's knowing the why behind, you know, why you're going to, to make a hire and try to build is so important, not just, you know, as a firm to know that yourself, but it's, it's important to be able to articulate to a candidate. Um, I've had this conversation so many times over my, (laughs) ask a hiring partner. So why, why, why do you need this? what's the why behind this hire? Give me some history. And, and the thing that comes out of their mouth is, well, we need somebody. If, and I say, what's the selling point? Well, tell them that we really need them. And that's just not enough. I mean, especially <laughs> in the market, it wouldn't be enough, but particularly in this one, that is, that is not a selling point. That is a, you know, a defensive, you know, almost desperate sounding maneuver that is not going to help you really attract great people. Um, <laughs> Come work for us. We have work for you to do. <laughs> well, right. Um, even if even if that is the answer, I mean, I'm sure you work with firms all the time where there's you know a little bit of a succession planning issue going on, and you know even in a situation which you know where you have a senior partner who wants to find somebody to help inherit their practice and take over their clients, I mean, the answer would still be you know, I need somebody to come and, you know, help me transition my practice, but it's all about the way you craft it and the way you message it. Um, so that's, I, I think the more work on that side that can be done with a firm before, before I go out into the market and do my piece of the job, it just, it ups the chances for success and just finding a really great person. Um, the other piece of advice I would give, and I, I, I have this conversation a lot with small firms, is there's a lot of fear of hiring. It's expensive, um, it, it just, it can feel very scary. And so my, my message would be, don't be afraid to hire. Um, if you're already overwhelmed and at a pain point, um, 
it's, it's almost too late. And what you don't want to do is run the risk, especially if you have other people around you, other lawyers who are feeling burned out and overwhelmed. It's so much harder to add somebody to the mix if you've already passed the point where everybody's feeling overworked and miserable and where you're feeling like you can't, you get into that trap where you want to develop more business, but you feel like you can't because you're afraid if you get it, how are you going to get it done? <laughs> um, so I, I do... I, and even in big firms, this is a this is a thing. I mean, law firms tend to be reactive, and it's so much harder. Again, especially in the Bay Area or in California, where the the demand for legal services is so high. It doesn't matter who you are or how much you're paying. If you're in certain practice areas, you're just going to have a really tough time hiring, and it just makes your job harder if you're coming from a position of, um, you know, everybody everybody here is already working so hard that they're missing come join us and help. You know, it's, it's just not a, not an effective message. Uh, <laughs> We're right all now. overworked and underpaid. Come join us. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Right. Really nice people. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I also want to take uh, maybe some of the pressure off of the people that are listening to this. And, and some of the things I hear from, from attorneys who are looking to hire is, they're, uh, they're burned. You know, they've had a bad hiring experience. And what I usually tell them, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, Jennifer, is, look, having a bad hire is just a fact of life. If you haven't made a bad hire yet, you will. It's going to happen. So that you just have to accept that and continue to hire through that and get better and better and better at hiring. Does that mean you can still make a mistake? Of course. Does that mean you will? Probably. But you have to keep hiring. You know, you may have a crack team now. They're awesome. You're hitting on all cylinders. But team members leave. And they oftentimes leave even if they're very happy. You know, they relocate. Uh, they have changes in their, in their life that cause them to, to leave their job or move to a different part of the country, a different part of the world. They retire. Like, <laughs> these things happen and they're outside of your control. So even if you have an amazing team right now, you're going to need to hire to replace some of them at some point in the future. And so developing that strategy and getting good at hiring is just, it, it's a skill that every firm that's going to be around for a while is going to need to have. And someone like you, Jennifer, I think can be kind of their secret weapon, um, help them get really good at hiring and help them find some attorneys who can really come in and really take the firm to the next level. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think too, sometimes when people leave, it feels very personal to the partner who, who works closely with that person. And that's true of small firms or big firms. Um, and I can help relieve some of that, that burden. Um, it, it feels, I've seen this happen with partners I've worked with. It, it feels like such a loss and it's hard sometimes when you're, when you're grieving that a little bit, or you're again, thinking maybe you're not in overwhelm yet, but you're thinking about the, you know, the case that's going to come in in two weeks after this person has left and how am I going to handle this? I can really help and come in and, and take some of that burden away and, and not on top of all that overwhelm to then have to, you know, pour so much time into sourcing candidates and slogging through resumes and, you know, doing sort of initial screening. So, so that's the other piece too, but, but I agree, um, you know, a, a great team today, it, you know, things can change very quickly. If, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's, you know, people are reevaluating and moving and doing things that they might not have done five years ago. And so I think having another resource to help, help manage through that process um, is, is really key. 
we could talk about this topic for hours and and maybe we should, but probably not on the podcast. Uh, but it's it's the reason why I wrote that that book staffing up on hiring is because I haven't found a good resource for that uh, anywhere. So uh, yeah. I'm so glad that we had a chance to connect today. Thank you for some fantastic advice that you've given to everybody. What excites you about KBF Search in the future? That is a great question. Well, we're in the process of renaming and rebranding and relaunching. So that's been very exciting. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, sh- I'm sure there are people listening who have been through that process and um, it's, it's exciting. And um, so that's learning about how to you know, incorporate an LLC and build a business. So, so that's that's point one. But more broadly, and more importantly, um, for purposes of this conversation, I'm, I'm really hopeful for the future. As we talked about a little earlier, I think law firms have, I mean, for unfortunate reasons, but there is a silver lining here. Law firms have really been forced to think differently about how they can work together and deliver legal services and become more flexible, both for their clients and in the way they work together. And so, I, you know. I've already been involved in in moving some folks from firm to firm in this in this landscape, and it's 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 really fun and rewarding. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing what 2021 and beyond brings, how it's going to change the legal industry, and how law firms work, um, and how how they can hold on to some of this flexibility. And I'm I'm really energized to you know to move into this year with with all of that going on. Terrific, Jennifer. And if people wanted to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. Uh, probably the best way is by email. And that address is, uh, for now, uh, Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, at kbfsearch.com. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for being on Lawyer Business Advantage today. It's always a pleasure to connect with you. And I wish you and your partner all the best with your rebrand. That's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, We would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.